Well, hello everyone and welcome to another night of Koyong Adults. It's so great to be with you guys tonight. Um, and I pray that you leave this meeting feeling challenged and encouraged. Um, so I'm just going to dig in straight into the topic of tonight's discussion. As you might have seen on Instagram or Facebook, um, the post was titled, it's not meaningless. And you might be wondering, oh, Lydia, like, what is this all about? So I'm excited to dig into it with you guys. So if we just take a few steps back and look at the current circumstances in which we are all living in, um, specifically here in Melbourne, um, I don't know about you, but to me, things just seem so tangled in and things feel so out of order. And I personally like felt that um, when stage four restrictions were announced, um, I felt really sad and I felt really overwhelmed because um, I was really looking forward to, you know, go back to the norm, um, go back to being able to see people, to hang out with you guys um, and just to have fellowship and, you know, to spend quality time with people. So yeah, when they were announced, that was, a, that was really disappointing. Um, now, each person is experiencing different emotions, you know, just when we all were chatting before the meeting. Um, and you can just feel it in people's tones, how, you know, a lot of people feel, um, they feel disappointed, they feel frustrated, they feel anger, um, they feel fatigued, exhausted, um, and feeling unmotivated, um, especially if you're a uni student and you've got um, deadlines to meet and research to do um, and just to stay motivated and to stay in that study mode is really hard when you're in your room all the time um, and you know especially if you study in your room and sleep in your room maybe some people have like another room where they study or like an office um, so that can be a change of scenery um, but I'm assuming most of us are just stuck in the room for now <laughs> Um, but then when I was thinking about all these emotions, um, they prove something positive. And I know that sounds a bit contradicting. How can something negative be proving something positive? Um, but when you think about it, why, why do we feel those emotions? Why are we sad? Why are we disappointed? Why are we um, frustrated that we can't see each other? It's because we have something that we are missing. There's something that we desire. There's something that we love. Um, that we belong somewhere, that we feel connected somewhere. Um, and I think that in, in itself is really a huge blessing. Um, and, you know, we miss fellowship. We miss going out together. We miss uh, seeing friends. Um, we miss just being in the same room together physically, not just uh, a Zoom meeting room, um, which is virtually. Um, so I think those negative emotions prove something positive that we really should be grateful for um, and thankful that we have um, and pray for those people as well. Um, the second point I wanna make is what is happening in the world right now does not exempt us from not fulfilling our purpose and call. And I found that really challenging, um, especially with the second lockdown, I really, at some point, I just thought, you know what? Life just feels so meaningless at this moment. Why am I studying? Why am I working? What's the point of all this? 
what's the point of my dreams? Like, is there even a reason for me to dream? Should I just continue doing what I do? Like, things just feel meaningless. No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. So why am I putting this effort when I am stuck in this place for weeks? Um, and it's going to be months as well. And we have been in this process for since March until now. Um, and that's where the title of this uh, discussion came. Um, was when I just thought to myself, life feels so meaningless. But then I really felt God be like, nah, it's not meaningless. Um, and we're going to dig into that now. So now sometimes or oftentimes, um, we become so consumed by reality that we just forget about God's word. You know, we just start focusing on what's happening and then we just we stop praying, we stop reading the word, we stop listening to worship songs, we stop um, even listening to sermons, um, and we just begin thinking and analyzing everything that's happening and allowing it to consume us um, instead of allowing the word of God uh, to consume us. Um, and and I, another point I wanted to make is our spiritual contribution is needed. Um, and the world needs us now more than ever. They, the world needs what we have. Um, and now, because, yeah, if you think about it, if I just slack off now and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do what everyone else is doing. How am I a Christian? Like, how am I different from, uh, other people who are not Christian, who are not believers, who don't know Jesus? Um, so that's something I challenge you guys to think about. Um, it's so easy, again, it's so easy to just slack off. It's so easy to um, get up in the morning, to get out of your bed, when you know it's the same thing every single day, there's no change. Um, it's really hard. I'm, I'm not dismissing any of, that, of those feelings. Um, and especially if you have mental health issues, and I know that can be even harder, um, but again, we've got Jesus. Um, that means we have hope. Um, and the world needs a savior. And we all know that who savior is. And that is Jesus. Um, so really, I want to ask you, so are you going to call yourself, count yourself in or out? And it's so easy to, to just acquire that, you know, I don't care attitude. Um, why do I have to deal with it? Why do I have to pray? I am struggling myself. Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? Um, and that in itself, I think, you know, should motivate you to just surrender to God, to go back to God, to go back to the word of God um, and to pray for God to help you stay disciplined when it's really hard to stay uh, disciplined during this time um, and just because your the world is shaking doesn't mean your purpose is shattering I think this was something that I was really challenged by um, I just felt like what's the point of having a purpose when I'm unable to achieve it like I can't go out do stuff I can't meet with people all I can do is sit in my room and talk to people virtually or call someone, text someone, um, and you just feel like there's not much you can do. 
Um, and I know that can be uh, off-putting. And I think we always think when, like when we think about purpose and when we think about calling, um, as much as it is practical, and yes, you go out there and do stuff. You go out there and meet people. You go out there and you talk to people and you speak about Jesus with people and you share the gospel. Um, you go out and you share your testimony. You go out there and, um, you know, let your light shine um, to those people. Um, but as practical as it is, it is also spiritual. Even though we are stuck in the room, um, in your house, but we can still do things. We can still pray. We can still read the Bible. And I think this is such a precious time to be spending with God and to be reading the word of God and to be listening to worship and to just really let that, his word, you know, really just get into us, <laughs> if that makes sense, just to allow the word to change our lives, to change our hearts, to change our minds. Um, I have been really challenging myself to pray. Um, and to be honest, there's so many times like when someone asks me, you know, to pray for them for something or, you know, if someone messaged me something and I say, Hey, I'll, yeah, I'll pray for you. It's so easy for me to just be like, oh, I'll do that later. Like I'll do that later. Oh, I'm bored now. No, I want to watch this now. No, I want to do this now. I'm not going to pray. I can always play, pray later, but I've really just, uh, teaching myself to know, like pray now um, and to pray genuinely, not just to pray to say, I prayed. So that's it. It's a task I took off, move on with my life, but to genuinely pray for those people. Um, yeah. And another thing I want to um, reflect on is tomorrow is not promised. And just like uh, Matthew, hold on. Oh, I only have the, I only have the verse, not the chapter. I'm assuming, I think it's chapter six. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but verse 34, it says, therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself each day as enough trouble of its own. Um, and I really like this verse and every time I feel overwhelmed, I remind myself of this chapter six. Oh, I was right. Cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Matthew chapter six, verse 34. Um, by the way, the whole chapter is amazing. So I encourage you to read it. Um, I just really love this verse. Um, it's both, I feel it's both scary and at the same time encouraging. Um, because to think tomorrow is not promised and then you look at your today, you're like, oh, oh, like, you know, it, it's one of those moments where it just really, you know, can shake you. Um, but, I, but at the same time, I think it's a good thing because it challenges us to really focus on today, on the things that needs to get done today, on how I can glorify God today, on how I can share the gospel today on who I should pray for today. Um, and yeah, just go on with all the things that we would do if we were back to the normal life, basically. Um, and if tomorrow was not promised. Because yeah, if, if I were to ask you, are you right with God right now? Like what would your answer be? And if tomorrow is not promised, 
So just something to think about. Um, and another thing, and I'll probably just wrap it up with this, um, it is about Paul and Silas when they were in prison. So they were in prison for a crime they did not commit. Um, and it's in Acts chapter six. Um, it's from verse 16, but I will just read from the part where they were in prison. I just find that I've read this chapter so many times. I've heard about this chapter so many times. Um, but when I read it the other day, it just really hit me. And I just saw so much beauty in it. Um, so from verse 25, Acts 16, verse 25, says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains come, came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prisoner's door open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. Now, now let's start with the first sentence. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. So... You know, it was midnight, they're probably sitting there for something they did not do, in chains, in prison, um, and I don't know what time it was, but midnight, I'm assuming, I'm assuming any time after 12. And a lot of us also stay up after 12, including myself, <laughs> um, during this time. It's kind of hard uh, to sleep early, isn't it? Um, so there, it was midnight, um, they probably had a long day and now they're here in prison uh, and they just decided to pray and to sing hymns. And what I love about this verse, it says, and other prisoners were listening to them. And I know that right now, I mean, if you sing on the top of your lungs, no one's going to hear you except for your family being annoyed at you. Um, so don't do that. But prayer, like prayer is so important. And I think sometimes we forget the power of prayer and what God can do uh, in people's lives and through situations. And guys, I really, like, this is just me. I feel like people need prayer now more than they used to, um, whether that's, like, mental, for mentally, uh, physically, um, financially, other family situations, personal issues. So even if you can't see them and pray for them, face to face, but you can pray for them in your own room. Um, and God hears our prayers and God uh, does work in people's life. Um, even if we don't see it, even if we can't see it, um, but God is working. And I think it's really important to remember that God is working even when we can't see it. Oh, that just reminded me of the song lyrics. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Um, what song is that? Um, wow, I miss worship. <laughs> okay gonna stop getting myself distracted and then suddenly there was a such a violent earthquake and that foundation of the prison was shaken at once all the prison doors flew open obviously that's God you know uh, that that is God's work um, then the jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors yeah and then door hamster there's actually I'm just gonna go back to the chapter I really like this as well sorry guys 
Okay, so yeah, so after Paul cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sis, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food for them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. It's such a beautiful story. Like I, every time I read this story, I'm more amazed by it and by what God did. Um, obviously, this was all the works of God. But I also love how Paul and Silas like their decision to pray and their decision to sing instead of complain because they could have just sat there and been like okay i guess we'll just chill here for a bit we'll see what happens and you know and complain to god and complain at god um which which you know it it would be very relevant for them to do because they were there for something they did not commit so why would they why would god allow that for example to happen from the first place but see them being in that jail and them singing and praying to god the jailer was saved and other prisoners heard them sing so really what i want to encourage you guys like the things that we do have impact and god is listening to our prayers and god is listening to our praise and god is listening to um yeah, he's really listening to us and he's listening to the prayers for other people, for your friends. Um, and yeah, I just love this story and how at the end um, he went from, you know, being afraid, the jailer, being afraid that he's going to get caught to being saved, um, then baptized. And that's just a beautiful story. So that that's really basically it, guys. I think the purpose of this discussion um and of this topic and i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to the title it's not meaningless like those little things that we do that sometimes we overlook or sometimes we just um we just think oh prayer like yeah as if uh if i listen to this worship song as if uh if i read my my bible as if like i think even if you don't, I think so many times we just don't do things because we don't feel like doing them. Like, oh, I don't feel like reading the word. I'll read it tomorrow. But then again, tomorrow, you don't know what's going to happen. So that is something to think about. Um, and again, obviously, God knows every thought god knows every feeling that we experience and he cares about it um and he loves us and he cares about us um but i also want to challenge you guys to not slack off from your purpose and calling just because you are at home there's still a lot you can do and if there's not much you can do practically you can do whether that's prayer whether that's speaking to someone whether that's calling someone um and just being there for someone and praying with someone reading the bible more or even reading other spiritual books um 
and just spending time with God in your room. And I know we have a lot of things to do. I'm a uni student myself. I have uni almost every day and I have due dates one after another and it's really hard and sometimes I feel so exhausted by the end of the day and it's easier for me to just watch a YouTube video and enjoy than for me to read like a chapter from the Bible but even like I this is something I've experienced myself like a lot of times when I don't feel like reading and after I read I'm like wow it actually makes me want to read more and more and more and that's how you know the word of God is alive. Um, and it really, it, it's, love it. I love the Bible. Um, so, and I encourage you guys to go back and read this chapter. Um, and it's also a chapter where Lydia um, is uh, mentioned. I'm not going to go there, don't worry. Um, but yeah, so that was basically it. Um, and I'm really excited for us to get into our discussion. Um, we can actually do it a bit differently this time. And I'm really excited.